Would you pray with me, please? Be with us this morning, God. Quiet our hearts. May our spirits be still, that we might hear from you. Amen. The hope that is within you. This is how Peter characterizes that which we daily carry around as Christ followers, the hope that is within us. The hope. Well, so it is that we turn now to the season on the Christian calendar, which most fully embodies our Christian hope. The season which most fully captures our Christian hope, the season that most clearly defines our Christian hope, which is to say the season of Advent, a season of hope. And you know, hope's a curious thing. The Apostle Paul gets at this best when he writes to the Romans that hope that is seen is not, in fact, hope. For who hopes, he asks, for that which he or she already has? No, Paul is saying we only hope for that which we don't yet have. Such is the essence of hope. Well, so then enter Advent. During Advent, we hope for the coming of God's kingdom in its fullness. That is, for the coming of a world finally put to rights. The coming of a world in which war and death and grief are no more. The coming of a world in which all know dignity and worthiness and forgiveness and wholeness and love. We certainly don't see this world yet. No, death continues to dominate and injustices ravage the world apace. Suffering remains near constant and pain and mourning are made new each day. No, when we look around, we certainly do not see this transformed reality yet. Nonetheless, as Christians, we hope for it. Believe that it will one day come to pass. And as such, Advent reminds us of this. Our Christian hope. Jesus of Nazareth knew about this hope. In fact, This hope was the very substance of his first recorded public sermon. There in his hometown synagogue, the words of Isaiah the prophet set before him, Jesus sought out a particular passage and then began to read about the poor receiving good news, about the captives being set free about the blind receiving 
their sight and about the way of the Lord spreading all over humankind. Then rolling the scroll back up, he simply proclaimed, Today this scripture has been fulfilled. And that was it. That was his sermon. Perhaps some of you might wish I could be so brief. Here's why his sermon was so brief. It's because that which he was reading about, this description of an all-new reality, of a world where things are finally as they ought to be, this was not something new for them. This was what the Hebrew prophets had been talking about for hundreds of years. This is what his people had been hoping for for nearly a millennium. And thus his listeners understood very well what he was talking about. His listeners knew very well the reality toward which he was pointing. And thus the only thing that he needed to add to this well-known picture was the scandalous and shocking claim that in and through him, this long-awaited hope was indeed coming to pass. That's all else he needed to add. For in short, if this claim were really true, if it were really all being somehow fulfilled in him, then what more really was there for him to say? Advent is so deeply misunderstood in our overly commercialized culture. No sooner has the turkey been put away for Thanksgiving than we are picking up our Christmas trees and listening to Josh Groban sing O Holy Night. And by we, I mean I, like my family literally did that yesterday. And that's all well and good, and trust me, I get swept up in the commercialization of Christmas as much as anybody. But what this commercialization of Christmas does to us as Christians is this. It makes us think that Advent is merely a preparation for Christmas, when really Christmas is also a preparation for Advent. Now follow me here. It is true that Advent, which literally means coming, Adventus in Latin, it is true that Advent does indeed refer to the coming of Christ at Christmas, a wondrous celebration indeed. But it also refers to the coming of Christ again in his glory with his kingdom. It refers to both. And so the theological point to be made by the season of Advent then is that by remembering Christ's first coming at Christmas, we are thereby pointed forward to that which his first coming and with it his life, death, and resurrection makes possible in the future. In John Irving's classic novel, A Prayer for Owen Meany, Owen Meany gets at this same point by saying, and I quote, Anyone can be sentimental about the nativity. 
any fool can feel like a Christian at Christmas. In other words, Owen Meaning is reminding us that Christmas matters to us as Christians, not just because we believe that at Christmas a really exemplary man was born. Anyone can believe that. Instead, we believe that in this exemplary man, the words of the prophets were being fulfilled. Instead, we believe that in this exemplary man, the fullness of the Godhead was pleased to dwell. Advent is our reminder as Christians that Christmas matters because at Christmas, something altogether different entered this world. That something altogether new began with the birth of Jesus. Something both personally transformative and also world transformative. Something that like a match struck in the darkness, not only illuminated the brokenness of this world and God's deep desire to mend it, but something that simultaneously sparked an ever-growing flame that soon enough will spread like wildfire, refining this broken creation and forging a new heaven and a new earth. Yes, Advent reminds us as Christians that we don't, at Christmas, just remember something that happened in the past. Rather, Advent reminds us that that which happened in the past underwrites, makes possible points toward our hope for a transformed future. Our hope. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. These are words that my family listened to as we got our Christmas tree and listened to Josh Groban sing along. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. This whole sermon is my attempt to remind us that as we do things this Advent, like put up our trees and buy one another presents and prepare our homes for our families, that we are called as Christians to also be mindful of the fact that come Christmas each year, our weary world rejoices not just because of what happened that long ago night, but also, and more particularly, because of the glorious morn we believe that old holy night made possible. One day wars will cease, and suffering will end, and death will be no more. So said the prophet Isaiah. And anyone can feel sentimental about such ideas. Anyone. They're lovely ideas. 
But it is of the essence of Christian faith to believe that they are true. Through me, Jesus said, these words are being fulfilled. And I could go on and on with this sermon about Advent hope. But in the end, it really all comes down to whether we believe that His words are true or not. As Christians, we hold that they are. And therefore, this is the hope that is within us. Amen. And as we prepare to sing this hymn of response, I will be down front to receive any who might this day want to place their hope in the way of Jesus or who might this day want to formally join this community of faith here at Boulevard.